0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 24th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace-Based Success. So, say this. You can put this in the chat. I am a success by the grace of God. I live my life by God's grace. God's grace is on me and in me and with me and for me, and I am a success by the grace of God. I am not a self-made man. I am not a self-made woman. I am a God-made man. I'm a God-made woman. God made me who I am. Glory to God. And so listen, I give God the glory for all things at all times. I, I live my life for him. I live my life by him. I, it's all about him. Say amen to that. So this is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 26. And the title of today's message is The Grace to Succeed. You can put this in the chat. I have the grace to succeed, There's a level of grace that's on my life that whatever I put my hands to do, I prophesy to my hands. And I say, hands, you are blessed hands. Whatever I put my hands to do, it prospers. It's, it is successful. Why? Because I have the grace to succeed. I'm not the one doing it. It's the Father living in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. God is operating through me. I'm yielded to God. I'm submitted to him. I'm being led by his spirit. I have the grace to To succeed, get ready for the word. All right, so I'm excited about the message God gave me. Let's go ahead and get into it. Ephesians, these are the foundational scriptures. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10 for this series, we've been looking at. The Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. So you you didn't do anything. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. Eternal life is a gift from God. And all you could do with the gift is receive it. So you are not saved by the things that you have done. You have nothing to boast about. Say, I have nothing to boast about. Say, if I'm gonna boast, my boast is in the Lord. And verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Man, God has made me who I am, what I am. I am by the grace of God. God has made us what we are. And in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say, I have work to do. I have work to do because God has made me who I am. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself. So because I'm united with Christ, I have access to wisdom and the Father made me right with him because of Jesus. Say this, say, I am the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God by faith. I have access to wisdom. And then the text says, because of Jesus, God made me pure and holy and freed me from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that was because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, if I'm going to boast, my boast is only in the Lord. I have nothing else to boast about. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave me the purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me the assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And then we've been looking at Ecclesiastes chapter five verses 18 through 20. And we're going to, I don't know if this is the last day that I'll deal with Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses 18 through 20, but we're going to take a good look at this and break this down one more time today. I hope that you've been enjoying this passage because I really enjoy it. This is what the Bible says. Even so, King Solomon, wisest man to ever live, says this, even so, there's one thing that I've noticed that is good. It is good for people to eat and drink and enjoy their work under the sun say, it's good for me to enjoy life. Say it. It's it's good for me to enjoy life. Why? Because he says, this is the the short life that God has given them. Life is short. Life is a vapor. You, You could be here today and gone today. So you need to have and enjoy life, enjoy the short life that God has given to you and to accept your lot in life. Put that in the chat. I accept my lot in life. What God has called me to do, what God has for me is for me. What God has for you is for you. I accept my lot in life. I celebrate you for your lot in life. I'm not you. You're not me. God didn't give me what he gave you, but God didn't give you what he gave me. And so I'm going to walk this thing out. I accept my lot in life. And the Bible says it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. Wealth and health is a good thing. The Bible says to enjoy your work and to accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. And God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they have no time to brood over the past. See, when you are walking like this, I accept my lot in life and I'm walking with God. God is walking with me and I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm so busy enjoying life that I have no time to brood over the past. So we've been looking at this passage for a while. God gave me some more to talk about this morning about this passage. Let's break it down. What does this mean for you today on this Monday morning so we can set the tone for the whole week? I have four things to share with you in this morning. Here's number one get ready to receive. God will minister to you the wealth you need to accomplish His divine assignment for your life. Put this in the chat and say it out loud. God ministers to me wealth. Whatever wealth I need to accomplish what God called me to accomplish, He ministers it to me. He ministers seed for sowing. He ministers bread for eating. So some of what he ministers to me is seed that I'm supposed to sow. Some of what he ministers to me is bread that me and my family, we're supposed to eat and enjoy. So he ministers to me seed for sowing. He ministers to me bread for eating. He ministers to me the wealth that I need to accomplish what he called me to do. Say amen to that. So sometimes I think that because of Jesus, this is is where I'm going to take my time on this point because I really need to explain it. Sometimes I think that because Jesus came for only 33 years, he came for a short amount of time. He came for a specific assignment and he was on assignment. And because his assignment, he was born to die. And because he was born to die, his earthly ministry was limited to a a small region and a short amount of time. And because he wasn't called to be an earthly king, and because he wasn't called to reign in this world during that short thirty-three years of that lifespan, be- because he wasn't called to do that, I think some people then say, "Well, because Jesus's ministry didn't require a lot of money, therefore we shouldn't, our ministry shouldn't need money." Well, that's not true. It's just it's just not biblical. Like like if you read the entire Bible objectively you will have to come to this conclusion. Here's the conclusion. God ministers whatever you need to do whatever he called you to do. Whatever the vision is, the provision is already stored up. Now, in the case of Jesus, his ministry, earthly ministry, it is true, didn't require the the, the amount of resources that some of the other people in the Bible that God called them to do different things required. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't minister these things. So let me explain. Let me build my case. So, And and, and the, the larger the vision, the more provision, but that's okay because God has already stored it up. So I'm going to use today as an example, the building of the temple. So the building of God's temple. If you read the old covenant, there came a point where God said, listen, I've been living in this makeshift tabernacle. I've been living in the most holy place above the bema seat of the Ark of the Covenant, but I've been living in a tent. He says, I want you to build me a house. And since the vision came from me to build me a house, God says to David, I want you to build me a house and I'm gonna tell you how to build it. And to, and you're gonna build it with the best materials because it's for me. And so I'm telling you what to build. And so, and so. but David, you can't build it because your, your hands have blood on them. I'm not gonna let you build it. I'm gonna let your son build it. But what I am gonna do for you, David, is I'm gonna give you the blueprints. I'm gonna give you the plans. I'm gonna tell you what to do. And I'm also gonna give you the grace to raise all the money, to raise the offering that's required to have all the money to build the temple so that when it comes time for Solomon to build, everything is already done. Everything is already provided. When Solomon has has to start building, I don't want Solomon to worry about anything. I don't want Solomon to be thinking about money or resources or wood or stones or nothing. I want you to store everything up so that when it comes time for Solomon to build, he just has to build. You're going to give them the plans, and you're going to give them the money, and you're going to give them the resources, and I'm going to get it to the people who's going to get it to you. You got it? All right, let me give you the scripture on it. First Chronicles chapter 28, verses 11 through 19. And as I read this, I want you to listen through the ears of faith. I want you to listen through the filter of faith. This is what the Bible says. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the building. One translation says the blueprints. And they included. Plans for the porch around the temple, its buildings, its storerooms, its upper rooms, its inside rooms, and the room for the mercy cover. Verse 12, David had made plans for all the parts of the temple. He gave the plans and the blueprints to Solomon. David gave him all the plans for the courtyard around the Lord's temple and for the rooms around it. He gave him the plans for the temple storerooms and for the storerooms where they kept the holy things used in the temple. David told Solomon about the groups of priests and the Levites. He told Solomon about all the work uh, of serving in the Lord's temple and about all the things that are required to do this service. David told Solomon how much gold and how much silver will be used to make the things for the temple. There were plans for gold lamps and lampstands. There were plans for silver lamps and lampstands. David told Solomon how much gold and how much silver to use for each lampstand and every lamp. And the different lampstands were used and where they were going to be used. David told them how much gold should be used for each table, for the holy bread, and how much silver should be used for the silver tables. He told Solomon how much pure gold should be used to make the forks, the sprinkling bowls, and the pitchers. He told them how much gold should be used to make each gold dish and each, and how much silver should be used to make each silver dish. He told them how much pure gold should be used for the altar of incense. David also gave Solomon the plans for the chariot and the mercy cover with the cherub and the angels spreading their wings over the box of the Lord's agreement, the Ark of the Covenant, and the cherub's angels were also made of gold. David said, all these plans were written with the Lord guiding me. He helped me understand everything that I'm giving to you. He said, look, son, everything that I'm giving to you came from God. He told me what to do. He told me how to build it. He told me what, he told me how much gold to put in everything. He told me how much silver to put in everything. He told me how to lay this thing out. He told me even how to build the closets and the storehouses and the sheds. Everything came from God. I laid out all the plans and he told me specifically everything. Listen, the plan came from God. Look at me. I'm about to tell you something. If the plan came from God, then the the everything is already stored up. If the vision came from God, then the provision is already there. Next chapter, 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Let me read for you a few verses here. King David said to all the Israelites who were gathered together, he said, now let's get all the money together. He, he, he said, okay, everybody come together. They came together. God chose, he said, listen, y'all, God chose my son, Solomon. Now, Solomon is young and he doesn't know everything he's going to need for this building project, but the work is very important. The house is not for people. This is a house for the Lord. Uh, and now and notice that because it's for the Lord, God said, "I want you to use all this stuff." And God wasn't skimpy, right? God didn't—it didn't bother God to use the best of everything. That's a note. That's a nugget. This house is not for people. This house is for the Lord. Verse two: I have done my best to provide what is needed for the building of my God's temple. I have given gold for the things that need to be made of gold. I've given silver for the things that need to be made of silver, I've given bronze for the things that need to be made of bronze, bronze, I've given iron for the things that need, need to be made of iron, I've given wood for the things made of wood. I've also given onyx stones for the settings, mosaic tiles and all kinds of valuable stones in many different colors and also white marble stones. Now, I am making a special gift of gold. He says, after all of that, now I'm about to give a special offering. I am giving a special gift of gold and silver for my God's temple. I'm doing this because I really want to see the temple be built. I'm giving all of these things to build the holy temple. He says this, I have given 110 tons. He says, listen, from from my money, I've given 110 tons of pure gold and ophir. I've given 263 tons of pure silver and the silver for the covering of the walls and the building of the temple. I've given gold and silver for all the things that need to be made of gold and silver. I've given gold and silver so that skilled men can make all kinds of different things for the temple. Now, how many of you Israelites are ready to give from your own money? for the Lord's temple today. Verse six says, the family leaders and the leaders of the tribes of Israel and the generals and the captains and the officials, they all responded to the king's work and they were ready to give of their valuable things. So they came together and gave an offering and they gave, watch this, for the Lord's house, 190 tons of gold, 375 tons of silver 675 tons of bronze 3750 tons of iron people who had valuable stones gave them for the lord's temple jehiel took the valuable stones and he was from the gershon family the people were very happy because the leaders were willing to give so much and the leaders had given freely from the lord and because the lord had put this in their heart and also king david was very happy oh my god david gave and the people gave, and in the end, billions, would it be, billions of dollars of resources were stored up for the building of God's temple. Now, notice that God told them what materials to use, and notice that God told them to use the best of the best. Notice that God was not counting pennies. We're building a a church in the Dominican Republic, and it's okay for us to use nice stuff. We don't have, well, because this is ministry and because this is missions work, well, we need to use the cheapest. We, no, we don't. Let, read the Bible. God is not offended when we build something that is for his glory. God is not offended. Listen, they raised billions of, of dollars worth of resources and God was not moved by it at all. No matter how big the assignment, look at me, no matter how big the assignment that God gives you, God has already stored up the money for it. Whatever, if it's God's will, then it's God's bill. You don't have to come up with the money. Why? Because it's not your assignment. So when when God when we have stuff going on in the Dominican Republic, we have, we have all these salaries that we pay on a monthly, basis. We just hired a brand new Spanish teacher. And uh, and this, this teacher is also teaching social studies. And they told me how much we have to pay this teacher every month. And I was like, cool. And it was like, oh, you good? I'm good. The money that we have to buy for the food. I'm like, cool. Why? Because God told us to do it. God has to provide the money. See, listen, what do you think the people in the passage came up with the money? Billions of dollars were raised that day. Why? What do you think they came up with the money? God ministered it to them. Your job is to believe. Say they say, I'm a believer. Your job is to believe that whatever you need to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish, whatever you need is already stored up for you. You got to stop thinking small. You got to think on God's level. Listen, God, if it's God's will, then it's God's bill. Say amen to that. My God, that was just number one. Oh, all right. Number two, number two, I got to hurry up. Number two, God will minister to you the health that you need. Not only will he give you the wealth, he'll give you the health. Say, God gives me health. God gives me help. He will give you the help that you need to accomplish accomplish your divine assignment. All right, listen, no matter how big the assignment, if God gives you a big assignment, then watch this, and you see yourself walking in that divine assignment, and you see yourself walking in that divine assignment until completion, that, that means that you, you are going to have to live long and strong. Say this, say, I live long and I live strong. You, you, you need the health to walk out your divine assignment. You need to live long and strong to accomplish the work of God. When you accept God's assignment, you should also embrace the grace to get it done. Not only does this mean that you have to believe God for the resources, but it also means that you have to believe God for health and strength. Say this, say, I believe God for health and strength. Put it in the chat. God gives me health. God gives me strength. So part of living by faith is believing God that you have everything that you need externally and everything that you need internally, but part of living by faith also means that you are going to make diet and lifestyle choices necessary to align with your assignment. Oh, this is where I'm about to step on some toes. Especially preachers. When I was a young preacher and I hung out with all the pastors and the preachers, they had terrible diet habits. We would preach, get out of church eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Go eat fried chicken and all kind of stuff. Listen, listen. Don't allow your diet and your lifestyle to be the reason why you died before your time. Let me say this again. Don't allow your diet and your lifestyle to be the reason why you cut your lifespan short. I am convinced that many believers have died short of their time because they didn't become a good steward of their body. You only get one body, so while bodily exercise is not the pro- the principal thing. I got it. Your spirit is more important than your body. You still need to take care of your body. Say this, say that I take care of my body. G- God only gave you one body and you have to take care of the one body that God gave you. So the better you steward your body, the more the more energy you're going to have to be able to do what God has called you to do. So not only is diet and exercise important, but rest is important too. You were not designed to run with no rest. You, so you got to learn how to get proper rest and sufficient sleep. Because if not, your body will break down and you will burn out. And, and God's will at that point is the last thing on your mind. So God doesn't want you to die because you're sick. God doesn't want you to die because you're old. God just wants you to die when you're done. And so for you to do that, you are going to have to take it. Say this, I take care of my body. You got to take care of your body. Say amen to that. All right. That's part of the will of God. All right. Number three, God will minister to you all the joy that you need so that your your so that your, your journey is pleasant. Say my journey is pleasant. I'm walking with God. God is walking with me. I know I'm going to heaven, but I also want to enjoy the ride. If God has given you a big assignment, then along with God's purpose, yes, you're going to live long. Yes, you're going to live strong. Yes, God is going to give you all the resources and all of that, but God doesn't want you to be miserable along the way. God doesn't want you to be saved and miserably saved. God doesn't want you stressing over how you're going to get this and how you're going to get that because stress will lead to sickness and disease. Stress will eat away at your health and your faith. Stress will eat away at you. So God wants you to be physically healthy, but he also wants you to have peace and joy in your soul. God wants you to be happy and healthy and have peace while you pursue his purpose. It is not the will of God that you pursue his purpose with worry and fear and doubt and unbelief, because all of that stuff is going to lead to stress and struggle and strain. And that is not the will of God. Those things will cause you to break down and you will have health issues. The, the, the father wants you to to walk out your life, walk out your divine purpose with divine health, with divine wealth, with divine peace, with divine joy. Say amen to that. Say this, say, I have belief, faith, joy, and peace. That's how you're going to run your race. You are going to run your patience, your race with patience. You're going to run this race with the joy of the Lord being your strength. You got it. All right. Number four. And finally, the last one for today, God will minister to you the grace you need to keep moving forward. Solomon said, God keeps such people so busy, enjoying life that they have no time to brood over the past. Listen, don't waste your time looking back. Jesus said, no man that puts his hands to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom. If you're going to if you're gonna be in the kingdom, it's forward ever, put, put this in the chat, forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. So what is behind you is behind you. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If it is already behind you, watch this. If what is behind you is bad and you have a checkered past, and then you're like, oh man, now I don't know if God would use me to do this because, you know, I have no, God already overlooked your faults and your flaws and your failures. So let that stuff go. It don't matter. It don't even matter. If God calls you to do something that He made you worthy, accept it and move out by faith. Say amen to that. Now, if what is behind you you think is good, And you go, oh, then that's another problem because now you're going to get caught up in your, you're going to get the big head and think you're all that. Listen, you ain't all that. So let that stuff go. It doesn't matter if your past you think was good or your past you think was bad. It's in the past. And so, so look forward, whether good or bad, up or down, your past doesn't matter. Don't judge your future by your past and live every day looking forward. Your heart open. I'm ready to receive. I'm going to release whatever I receive. Father, this is a brand new day. It's a brand new, I have brand new mercy, brand new grace forward ever, backward never. Open your heart to the future that God has planned for you and get your hands busy doing the things that God has called you to do in the present. That's how you experience grace-based success. Living this way, you will experience on earth, whatever you experience on earth, the grace-based success that you experience on earth will be an expression of God's love for you emanating from heaven. The reason why you and I, look at me, The reason why we're going to walk in the blessing on earth is because the love of God is shining upon us from heaven. And the favor of God and the grace of God and the peace of God is shining upon us from heaven. The favor of God is going before us like a shield. The favor of God is opening doors for us that no man can close. The favor of God is closing doors for us that no man can open. The favor of God is is causing our proposals and our, our words to, to be shined upon and illuminated. That The favor of God is causing us to be noticed and exalted. And, and why? Because it's not us. It's all about him. We get to experience divine success because God loves us and we are living our lives to glorify his name. And when you live to bring him glory, I'm telling you there's nothing God won't do because God wants to be glorified on the earth. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you this was going to be a lot. This was like a Bible study all in one like setting. Boom. Let's close this out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to speak this over your life and speak it by faith. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. You used Solomon to paint a great picture for me. Now I see myself the way Solomon described. The assignment you have given me is too big for me to accomplish without you. And it will require more resources than I currently have. But I refuse to stress over it. Since the assignment is your will, then the cost is your bill. You will see to it that I come into all the resources I need at just the right time. I also thank you, Father, for ministering to me divine health. I have the health to complete my assignment. I live long and strong. I require health and strength, so you give me both. I also do my part. I make diet and lifestyle choices that line up with your will for my life. I take care of my body, and I get sufficient rest. I will not die early. (laughs) I will not die because I'm sick. Mm -mm. I will only die when I'm done. And Father, you bless me to keep moving forward and to enjoy the ride. My life is not described by stress, struggle, or strain. My life is described by belief, faith, joy, and peace. I have and enjoy life. You have given me a great assignment. I have the grace to succeed and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. But man, this one right now, this was good. You might need to listen to this again. This is one where I'm telling you, you might have need to have a discussion with somebody about this one. This one this this could have messed up your what you thought about about money and, and like about what God does. No, no, listen whatever it is, it's not about money. It's always about God. Whatever God wants to accomplish on this earth, health, wealth, his glory, whatever, he will give you whatever you need to accomplish his kingdom plans and purposes. Live in his name and live for his glory. Do me a favor. If you're not getting these messages like you don't, and you're not getting my notes, you should have got these notes. These notes are good. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. And then do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing and then share this message right now. Share it right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. God loves you and I love you too. Have an amazing day. The best is yet to come. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education, to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and et cetera, all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.